Hi there. Welcome to the Fit Mom Life to the Fullest podcast, where we focus on how we can improve our physical health so that we can enjoy the life God has called us to, to the absolute fullest, ladies. I hope you are having a great day. I hope you're having a great start to August, and I'm excited to dive into today's conversation. I have to tell you, because I always tell you guys everything, <laughs> I'm just an oversharer, I guess. This is like the fourth try at recording this. I've gotten to about 45 seconds each time. And every time I just start telling you guys something really random, I have no idea, ladies. Like, I don't know. I say a quick prayer before the podcast and I say like, Holy Spirit, please guide me and please edit out things I'm not supposed to say, which may or may not, you know, work all of the time. (laughs) Not saying the Holy Spirit doesn't work, but I'm saying perhaps I still let things slide that I should not be saying. But anyways, um, see, here I go. Just a little, I can't help but do my little asides. So... I, uh, yeah, I'm sitting here. It's bright and early. I think my full brain function hasn't kicked in yet, but I'm having my coffee. I'm sitting with my friends and that's how I feel is that we're just having a conversation and, you know, hopefully you feel like that between two friends. And, um, that's why sometimes, you know, it's a little bit tangential as a lot of conversations with my friends are. And I think that's super common too. See, here I go. I have no idea why I can't stay on topic, but um, I don't know if you guys do that with your like real life friends, but I didn't do this as much until I had kids. Like truly it was more, I could start a conversation and see that conversation through. And I think that's just like the nature of the game. Cause you'd be sitting down having coffee with a friend and if neither of you had kids and it's literally just you two sitting there, you could like get out a thought and finish a thought. And now it's just so disrupted, I think, a lot of the time. And I don't know, maybe just that is a more female trait, I feel like, when you're talking about something and you go off on a tangent you loop it all back around and it all makes sense and you understand each other and it works out. So hopefully that's how you feel in a nutshell with this podcast is like, all right, <laughs> time to chat with my friend and she's going to go on her little rabbit trails and then she'll come back. Hopefully I usually come back. Um, Anyways, in that vein of us sitting down as friends here, I thought of today's episode really just throughout my own workouts, throughout uh, my own trainings and things like that. I've been trying to do a little bit more for you ladies of like analyzing how I actually execute certain things or how my clients execute certain things. If you've been with me since day one, it's been a lot of more straightforward. Um, I, I I would consider it more straightforward, like tips of like, okay, here's how to structure your full body workout. Here's how to track your macros. Here's how to eat intuitively. But then a lot of you reach out and say like, Brittany, we want to hear more about mindset and like, how did you get such a quote unquote, like tough mindset or like push forward mindset kind of a thing. And I've heard that from some of you. And that has always like made me have to stop and think and think like, why do I do the things I do or how do I do the things I do? And same thing with clients. You know, there's something there. I've trained clients in person. I've trained clients online. There's definitely something there, especially in person where I have gotten to see a client struggle with something and then push through it or think they could not do something, but do it. And, you know, I've, I'll sometimes like try to break down the how they did that even with them like audibly. So that is what this episode is, is me taking those years of my own workouts, of client workouts, and trying to really get more like the why and the how so you can execute it in your own life. That is why I'm here. That's why this podcast is here. So you can take it and implement this into usually 
many areas of your life, not just health and fitness. And I do think a lot of these, you know, directly pertain to your workout today, but could pertain to just difficult situations or tough situations. So all that being said, I hope you enjoy it. It's also August. So on a business related note, <laughs> what do we have going on? We started new workouts in the Chasing Greatness group, which is the monthly workout group. If you have done a beginner challenge with me and are looking for more, looking for you know, a monthly plan, I um, started doing meal plan, just a rough dinner plan in there with it. So I share a month of meals planned out. Um, but it's always a different theme workouts. We have a monthly focus, a monthly giveaway, super fun. And next month is when I'm going to run the next round of the eight week beginner challenge. So that is for all of those who have not worked with me yet, who want to kind of get more of, again, the structure, like the, the what of strength training and macros and stuff. But today we are talking about kind of the, the how and this can pertain, like I said, to anybody at any season of fitness. And I currently use at least one of these tips, probably every workout and maybe maybe like all of these tips every single workout. So anyways, without further ado here, and it, as always, ladies, back to the business kind of stuff, you can check out all my options at fitmomlifetothefullest.com. I update it pretty frequently to, I have the new dates up there for September, but I will throw that out to my email list anyways to sign up for as well. So all right, into the tips, five tips to help you get through a tough workout. Number one is to put the quote unquote pain somewhere else. So I think this particularly can um, refer to strength training workouts, but really both because I am running now, which if you've been listening along with me, you've heard quite a bit. I have not, I'm not usually a cardio girl, not done cardio in any kind of form. <laughs> no, not mostly, not in long form for a long time. And I have not run anything upwards of like, I don't know, five miles in just about that time, like just about five years. I've not done that. So I'm training for an ultra marathon. So this also has pertained to me in the long runs. So maybe if you are getting through a tough cardio workout and or a tough strength workout, what I mean is not necessarily like pain. I, I don't want you to play through actual physical pain of your body giving you a cue like you try to do a deadlift or do an RDL and you feel a, a twinge in your low back or you're running and like your ankle is hurting like it's rolled or something. I don't mean that. I do mean discomfort. And a lot of times like if it's a tough workout, you're going to have discomfort in at least one place. So what I do is try to focus on areas of my body that are not uncomfortable at that moment or not in pain at that moment. So again, for me applying this right now, it's looked like in my runs if, because things just come up, especially in like longer forms of a workout. If you, if you were doing like a really long, like say a Spartan race and you're doing different obstacles and stuff and different little things are going to come up and go away. And same thing like with long form runs. And I'm sure I've never done like an Ironman or anything like that, but I'm sure same thing for, you know, this, the swim portion or the bike portion. So everybody's at different spots, whatever you're doing or what your experience is. So for me right now, cause that's pretty much what I can apply it to in the runs. Like it'll be like mile two. I start feeling a little, maybe like cramp in my side mile four. And this is not, you know, always and at this like 
exact <laughs> two mile thing. Like, but mile four, I might start feeling like uh, I'm a little bit in my front left shin. And then mile like 10, I'll feel like a cramp in my IT band on one side. And it's just interesting how it can come on, it seems like so quickly. And then it's like, oh man, like for a second, mentally, I want to be like, okay, I have to stop or I have to walk or that this is, you know, uncomfortable. So I need to like get away from the pain. That's what we're naturally going to be programmed to do. Where if you just kind of keep pushing through it, usually it literally goes away. This is why I'm saying like not an actual, like you rolled your ankle (laughs) running and like you stepped off a curb and I'm going to play through it. But these little things that pop up in a lift, you like you're, you know, you're feeling the muscle you're working just super activated and super like uh, it feels like quote unquote on fire. Like maybe you're doing lateral raises and your shoulders are burning. Like what has helped me is to focus on the area that is not currently in discomfort or in pain. So literally on my runs, if my the, the other day it was like two things at once. It was like my left front of shin and my right IT band. I was like, you know what feels great though? My shoulders, like my shoulders feel good. Yeah, my my core feels good. Like just think about things that don't hurt and start because think about it like a little kid. Like my children will say like, oh, my toe hurts. And then all you can hear and think about is my toe hurts. I can't do that because my toe hurts and stop thinking about it because it's just going to hurt if you think about it. You know, we tr- we try the distract method. Like think about like I'll just start asking them different things. I'm like, hey, what did you do the other day at the farm when we went blueberry picking? You know, what was that animal's name? You know, that kind of thing. And it it's just true. That's what we need to do as well. And that's what I literally try to do to myself is put put it somewhere else, but to actively think about things that don't hurt. I'm like, oh, this feels good. Oh, my back's been feeling great lately. Like, thank you. And then I usually, because I tie in prayers with it, <laughs> where I'm like, again, I'm kind of a Looney Tune. So it's not talking to myself, but talking to God, I'll be like, yeah, thank you, Lord, for a strong back and core getting me through this run. Like, oh, I feel good. You know, you have to talk to ourselves, not listen to ourselves. So put the pain somewhere else is number one. Number two is to learn to rest, not to quit. And I think that this very much can very broadly apply to life is a lot of times we feel super burnt out in some area and we feel like just we can't go on anywhere. You know, that's how I am. It's like everything's great or everything's awful. And I think it really pertains to uh, some hormone swings and things of different times of the month. But it's like, okay, I just can't do X, Y, Z anymore because I'm so tired. I'm so burnt out or whatever. Sometimes we just get overwhelmed and we need to learn to take a second to regroup, to get some true rest in there and then to push forward, not to just quit. And again, you can apply this to everything, but in your actual workouts too, I've, I've had clients think that they could not get through a tough workout and I'd be like, let's take a little more rest. You're like, you know what? this is a hard set for you. That's a heavy weight. Let's take a couple more minutes of rest before we go back into the next round. And generally they can get it. Actually right now I have a couple one-on-one clients that right in the workout notes, I'll put, you know, rest one to three minutes before the next round, really truly rest because you're not going to be able to get the next set unless you do it. I'll put things like that or put it in bold or whatever, because 
I know we're all team efficiency and getting things done, but sometimes when you are pushing yourself to your maximal efforts, you can't just hop in and get the next, you know, rep in and nothing works like that. If you watch like the CrossFit games or I mean they're moving crazy fast, but a lot of times still like they're doing a rope climb and they have to stop and take a second before they go up again or they'll fail it and then they do just fail it and then they come down and then take a longer break because they realize that before the next thing. So especially in a tough workout, I want you to try to just if you think you're at the end of your rope, like take some rest and then try again. And that's when you can drop down the intensity a little bit too. I didn't put that in here as a tip, but say you're doing a hard lifting workout and you have done three rounds and you're supposed to do another round and you're like, there's literally no way I'm going to get this. Okay. Could you rest and then get it at a lower weight? If you're doing a cardio workout, could you rest and then do it a little more slowly, like take some of the intensity off? And this, I always, um, directly apply in the Murph workout, which is a CrossFit workout that my husband and I do every Memorial Day and many people who we don't like regularly do CrossFit, but we borrow this from CrossFit once a year and you can look it up and whatnot if you're interested, but it's a high rep workout. It's 100 pull-ups, 200 push-ups, et cetera, that I cannot think about, you know, how many reps I have left. I just have to take a take a rest and go back up and do just two more pull-ups when I'm ready or just two more push-ups or whatever. And I definitely think that every single one of these uh, tips today, I definitely apply in this workout. That is a, a good example of, you know, where you can apply this because it's it's something mentally daunting, a lot of reps or a lot of time or something that you need some little mental tips. So and it, most of this is always mental, ladies. Like our bodies can go farther than our minds can. And that's what really we're using these tips for usually is like we just feel like our body's done, but our body has more in there. So number one was put the pain somewhere else. Number two is learn to rest, not to quit. Okay, number three is, <laughs> sounds a little mean, but I don't mean it in that way. Remind yourself that someone less fill in the blank than you has done this before. Again, remind yourself that someone less blank than you has done this before or someone more blank than you or whatever works. But this is funny because I have thought this forever in a lot of areas of life. Like I remember back to high school time having to take the SAT and thinking and being super nervous about it. I, you know, we took a lot of regular tests. I was homeschooled all the way through um, all the grades until college and I was just nervous about it because we took tests and we took state tests every year as well. But I was like, I don't know how I'm going to measure up on this. And, you know, it was just a lot of fear from the unknown. And I remember thinking like, Brittany, someone less prepared than you has taken this test before or someone not as smart as you has taken this before. And that's where I said it sounds a little bit mean. And I don't mean to, I don't think I'm a highly intelligent person, firstly. So I want you to know that I'm not like out of whack there thinking like, ah, oh, I'm the smartest person in the world. But I've applied it to everything else too. Like my first Spartan race, I was freaked out about because it was the fear of the unknown. I have no idea what I'm going to encounter. I've trained, but I have no idea if I'm be able to pass these obstacles. Am I going to fail them in front of everybody? My first Spartan race was with my now husband, but we were dating at the time. Like that's going to be embarrassing. The whole thing, you know? And I, as I was hiking up the mountain, was like, Brittany, someone less fit than you has done this before. 
you know, there's always a range of people who are going to compete in something or do like any basic thing in life, like take the SAT. And everybody's not this uh, the, the top of the game at everything. And it's helpful to me to think like there's a range of people and you're probably not the least up to snuff of everyone that you're you can you're probably going to be fine and it's funny because I have always thought like that and it's helped me it's motivated me because I think that we can put a different category in our mind for people who do certain things like well they're just the person that gets high test scores they're just the person that's really fit and they do races like we don't think that okay those are just normal people who are applying themselves in this way or normal people who have worked on this like yes there's always wildly talented people and there's you know people way at the high end like there are the people who smoke a Spartan race and do it in a ridiculous amount of time but there are also the people who struggle with the obstacles who fail a lot of the obstacles maybe who get caught off at the time cap and I'm probably in the middle there somewhere closer to the bottom right <laughs> yeah but to know somebody in and like a, a more unfortunate situation is another thing that can be like helpful where I'm like, Brittany, somebody is doing this in a wheelchair, which is true. People have done Spartan races like in a wheelchair and had their friends help them over walls and things like that. Um, so whatever works, I do not mean this at all. And I hope you ladies know that, especially if you've been with me forever, that I don't mean any of this in a rude way and would never mean that to like rank people or and I don't think about certain people. I just vaguely think someone else less prepared than me or less whatever than me has done this before and been just fine. And so, yes, I've thought this a ton of times in a diff many different situations. Um, even especially motherhood, I was going to say, like, there's a lot of things that scare me about raising my kids, about homeschooling my kids. I'm like, okay, someone, you know, with less homeschooling experience has done this before. Like, you're going to be fine. Your kids are going to be fine. <laughs> Figure it out. So, um, but yes, I've always thought this way. And then just a couple weeks ago, I do not remember the podcast that it was. There was somebody who was an expert in something who who said this, um, applying it to, I think, like business. Like someone with, you know, less experience than you has done it before. And like, they remember that. I'm like, that's what I always think. <laughs> someone else is saying to actually do that. That's cool. So that is tip three. We got two more. So buckle up. Stay, stay with me. Number four of the things that I do to get through a tough workout is to break it into chunks mentally. And I think many of you do this. I've seen memes about this like with cardio, like, okay, I have to run for 20 minutes. That's just four minutes, five times or whatever. Um, I think a lot of us do this, but I think it's really helpful because it helps you to just focus on what you are doing. So back to the Murph workout, that's really high rep. I don't look at it as I need to get 100 pull-ups. I'm like, okay, Britt, like I'll start it out and see how I'm feeling before I pick a number with that first set because I'm going to be more fresh on the first set. But I'll be like, okay, as it's going, say I'm at like rep three and I know I'm going to get a, a decent amount this time. Like, okay, I'll stop at 20 or I'll, I'll stop at 15. And then once I'm tired, I'll hop down, think like, okay, just hop up and get 10. And then that totally, you know, changes as the workout's going and as I'm tired because I'm going to rest and not quit, then it's like, okay, just hop up and get five more. Okay, just hop up and get two more like little chunks to get through the whole thing, right? And this definitely applies to other things in life like small steps are going to lead to your big goals and small habits I talk about so much lead us to where we want to go. So same thing here, just looking at a big old scary workout and breaking it down. I 
do this with my runs now as well. And it's all, the cool thing is about this tip is like it can apply no matter what the workout looks like. Back when I was doing, my long run was maybe six miles. I would think, okay, it's kind of like a warm up mile. Then I've got a 5K and then I, you know, just have to get through the last two miles or whatever. I would chunk it up in my brain. And so to the point of this recording, the farthest I've run is 25 miles. And that's actually the farthest I'm planning on running at all before the race. So I just did that this past weekend and before I went out because in general, the mileage marker moved up. So I wasn't thinking, okay, one mile is my warm-up. And up to this point, I've then been thinking two miles is kind of my warm-up. So mentally, I can think I'm going to ease in the first two miles, then I'm going to get to work with this. This past weekend, I I put it into little six-mile chunks. I was like, all right, first six miles is a warm-up. Then I'm going to have a middle two tough six miles, thinking like, you know, those will be the tougher ones. Then the last six miles, I just have to get through. And then I just get to run a bonus mile. That was how I thought of it to get me to the 25, because obviously six times four is 24. But it really helped to do that because, and some people, you know, break it down even less. I, I, I shared, I don't remember what podcast episode it was, but I remember talking about like just focusing on the rep that you're in, which I do think is true, or the mile that you're in. But I noticed because I'm trying to employ these different mental tricks and, and tips and see what resonates with me and what works best with me, that I was doing more of that before. Like, okay, I'm in mile three. I just have to win mile three. Okay, I'm in mile four. I have to win mile four. And that was tougher to me to still know that I had so much ahead where it's totally just mental. Like when I was running, say like the middle, you know, six miles, I'd be like, okay, I'm on mile three of six. Like, let's go just finish this one. And it felt like I was finishing something, checking it off before I went on to the next one. And I think some of us just are more wired like that, that we like to check the box of the checklist, cross something off. And I, I felt like I couldn't really do that in the same way by saying like, I'm at mile five of 25. Like it helped me to break it into smaller chunks. So look at your strength training workout like that. If you're in a really hard set, like, okay, just three more reps and then a little break, just two more reps and a little break, or, you know, just look at the set that you're in. Just look, if you're in, doing cardio, you're, you're on a spin bike or you're for a run, like, okay, I'm just going to run to that mailbox. Then I can walk. I'm going to do this and then this, like, Break it down. Okay, lastly, and I absolutely do this, many things, is to pick a scripture verse, saint quote, some kind of like mantra to repeat. Whether you're saying it out loud, which is fine. (laughs) I already talked to myself, so I might as well do that. But or in your head. And I think what came to mind most for this was I think a lot of us do this during labor. If you are out there and have had babies, like you have a line that you go to or I know that that's a big thing for a lot of people is like putting out affirmation cards or putting out different scripture verses. Um, I think I did that with my first child that I had like a little board of scripture verses to look at. But um, even this is corny, but when I was really sick the last pregnancy, I was in the hospital for a week. Not like the whole pregnancy, just specifically for one week I was in the hospital. And like sitting up was super tough. Getting out of bed was super tough. Like I really thought like this is how I'm going to feel forever. It was one of those times. And I would literally say in my head to myself when I had to do anything, like sit up and readjust or like if I had to make it to the bathroom because I'm like, oh no, this is going to be terrible getting up. I would just say the Philippians 
now I'm going to forget it. The, the most common thing. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Philippians 4.13. Okay, there we go. I'm like, what is the citation? I know this one for sure. Um, but I would just say that. It's like, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Come on, Britt. Like, let's go. And it's not me doing it. It's God and him working through us. But I do this a lot of times. Where I, kind of lo- I do love that one to go back to, which I know it's like the the fan favorite, really popular verse. Um Another one that I think about is St. Joan of Arc's I Am Not Afraid. I was born to do this, and I have thought about that in labor as well. So those two I feel like always come to mind in labor, but also in workouts. And um, I don't know. I can't think of other ones off the top of my head right now. Those are the first two that jumped to mind when I wrote this, but I think it's really helpful. I'm definitely doing that in my runs now is I can do all things through Christ strengthens me, and I'm not afraid. I was born to do this, just kind of saying it over and over. Oh, another one that I will say or think is this too shall pass. And just like, okay, this too shall pass. This too shall pass. And it's so true because sometimes things seem so difficult when we're in them. And then we look back on it and we're like, oh, well, I'm alive now. Like now it's fine. Like during my really hard runs, if I'm like, there's no way I'm going to get the next mile. Like I'm going to have to stop or I'm going to have to walk. I'm going to have to whatever. And I try all my other things, like I rest, not quit, like I'll start walking, then I have to pick it back up, and I'll feel like I cannot pick it back up again, I've just got to be done. By the time the workout is actually done, and say I've gotten, you know, the miles I've set out to get that I thought were so impossible, I'll be home, I'll be showered, and like 10 hours later, or 5 hours later, or however many hours later, I'll be like, oh wow, like I'm... I made it like that was fine, I probably could have done more, you know, like that pops in my head, and, and I'm sure it's the same in lifting workouts and has been for me lifting workouts like that was so heavy I can't do another single rep but then employing all these other things resting getting that other rep you look back you're like oh okay well I lived you know I lived through Murph I lived through whatever it was so uh I'll recap them real quick and then I will let you ladies go today but number one put the pain somewhere else number two learn to rest not to quit number three remind yourself someone less blank than you has done this before Number four, break it into chunks mentally. And number five, pick a scripture verse, saint quote, et cetera, to repeat. All right. I hope that is helpful to you in your coming workouts and maybe in other situations in your upcoming days. I, As always, if you would like to contact me, you can just shoot me an email at fitmomlifetothefulls at gmail.com. And if you have not rated and reviewed the podcast, I would really appreciate if you would take a second to do that if you find value in it and are able to employ these tips and better yourselves in any way. I also just, I love to hear it. It does help the podcast and I appreciate that. It helps it grow. But I also really love reading them because I get to hear what exactly resonates with you. And I love that. Again, we're sitting down having coffee. So, all right, ladies, have a great rest of your day and I'll talk to you next time.